You want to do the right thing as a Christian, but a person in your life keeps making you miserable. You may have even heard that you're supposed to just forgive and let the bad behavior continue in the name of being a good Christian. Today, I'm going to show you how to deal with offense as a Christian and that the Bible actually says we are to have boundaries and to confront. Hi, I'm Carolyn. Welcome to Abide in Jesus, the weekly show about finding freedom in Christ. Today's scripture is Matthew 18, verses 15 through 17, and all references are from the NIV. The first way we deal with offense is try to talk to the person, which we see in Matthew 18, 15. So often, offense can be caused by a misunderstanding, and normal, healthy people will see that they've made a mistake and try to fix it. Leviticus 19, verse 17, even says to rebuke your neighbor frankly so that you don't share in his guilt. Notice in Matthew eighteen fifteen that it says, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. I was sitting with a woman once and she was complaining about our pastor and the way that he was changing things in the church. She was really offended by some of the changes and even told me why she wanted it back the way it was. And I remember sitting at this table with her and a group of people and I said, have you talked to him about this? And her answer was no. And sadly, in a lot of Christian circles, we see people's hearts being poisoned by others who have taken offense, but not gone to the person they are offended at. And instead have brought many other people into the offense. And now this person becomes the target of many when they never had a chance to clear up the offense or even apologize if they needed to. We see in Matthew 18 verse 16, the second step of dealing with offense if the first way doesn't work, and that is to bring someone with you. And recently, my husband and I had to do this when some people in our lives were continuing in their behavior. Confronted the first way they wouldn't take responsibility, they blamed others and made themselves out to be the victim for being confronted. Now, don't get me wrong. Nobody wants to be confronted. It's not the funnest thing in the world to be told that what you're doing is offensive, but it's what you do with it that matters. The third way mentioned in this passage to deal with offense is if they're a member of your church, after you have exhausted the first two, you can talk to a pastor or elder for advice on how to deal with the matter. And depending on the situation, they may get involved. And the last thing we see in this passage is that if there's absolutely no change, then it's time for boundaries or even further action by the courts if needed. Sadly, in the situation that my husband and I were in, after bringing in another person, the people we confronted acted even worse than before, and we did have to end up cutting ties with them. And that was hard because we wanted something different. But afterwards, we had so much more peace in our lives. If a person is abusing us or causing us harm, we take these efforts to let him see his fault and change. But 
if they refuse to change and continue to sin against you, it's time to have boundaries, cut ties, and not allow yourself to be harmed again. I have often heard it taught that we're supposed to just love, that if we confront and they won't change and continue in their behavior, we're just supposed to love them. But if you go and you study this passage further, read cross-references and commentaries on it, you'll see that it means something very different. One of my favorite and most helpful books on boundaries is called Boundaries by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. And I'll leave a link in the description if you have not heard of this book. Now, I want to say something here about forgiveness. Yes, we are to forgive. The Bible even tells us in Mark 11 that if we stand praying, forgive the person who we're offended at. But often we are taught that to forgive means to let the behavior continue. I was taught this as a baby Christian. I had come out of toxic relationships, abuse, and dysfunction. And then I was taught that I was supposed to just forgive and let the behavior continue. And this wreaked havoc in my life because I was trying to be a good Christian, trying to live out what I'd been taught and love the bad behavior out of them. And I ended up more hurt more offended, resentful, and bitter. I wasn't protecting my heart, and I was just trying to love them, and it was harming me mentally, emotionally, sometimes physically. It turned into a vicious cycle of forgiving and being hurt, forgiving and being hurt, until I learned that it's okay to confront, to set boundaries, and to not allow hurtful behavior to continue. To deal with any type of offense, confront the person and don't spread the offense further until you talk to them. If they won't change, take two or three others with you. If that doesn't work, take it to your church if they are a member. And if they continue in their behavior or won't acknowledge or change at all, it's time to put down some boundaries and protect your heart. Can I pray for you today? Father, I pray for the person who's dealing with toxic relationships, who's been taught that they are to have no boundaries and just forgive, letting the behavior continue. Lord, I pray for the heart of the one that's been wounded over and over again. I pray that you would give her strength to have boundaries, to say no to toxic people, and to know that boundaries are good and godly to have. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Abide in Jesus. This episode was inspired by day 11 of my Bible study, Healing the Father Wound. 